Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for KCOU, The Unwritten Rule, a comedic sports show from the heart of Missouri, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Today is Wednesday, December 28th, 2022, and Peyton and Kenny are back on Zoom we decided to do a little special Wednesday edition because uh, I happen to be in town because I'm the only one dedicated to this radio grind. Uh, Peyton and Kenny are being lazy at home, joining us remotely. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, but yes, welcome into a Wednesday unwritten rule. Very strange. Not used to being in the studio. I normally never see it until Fridays. So um, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit uh I'm a little bit baffled by by being in here on a Wednesday. It was very dark, and all the gates are closed because campus is still closed. So it's quite scary. Anyways, Kenny Peyton, welcome in from the Zoom. How how uh, how are you guys? Uh, you know, Nolton, I'm good. I'm nervous for the game today. Obviously, you're not a fan, but I am a fan. <laughs> um, so pretty excited about that. But yeah, I'm I'm doing good. Yeah, me too. Um, sorry, we uh, we love our families, Jack. So we we went home and mm-hmm. went to see our families. Yeah, I, and, go ahead. And didn't and didn't just uh, stick to our uh, commitments as a beat writer because <laughs> we love our families. Yeah, right. I, I, speaking of sticking to to my commitments to Mizzou sports, that was derailed for me for Tampa um, traveling to the Gasparilla Bowl. I know Kenny, you and Peyton both got to be there. We'll we'll segue into it. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's really rude of you to say, but yeah, I was, um, <laughs> I was stranded, stuck in St. Louis. Um, my flight got canceled, so I could not attend the Gasparilla Bowl, but Kenny, obviously you were doing your journalistic duty and were there covering it. Peyton, you were there, uh, watching, um, Wake Forest, Mizzou, final score, Wake Forest 27, Missouri 17, Missouri ends the season and ends our tenure here at the University of Missouri under 500. Um, two games under, yeah. Two games under, six and seven on the year. The Tigers finished. First of all, why did they have the Tiger script helmet on the display but wore the block M? That that already seemed backwards to me. I don't know. That was a terrible, terrible start to the weekend. They wore that ugly, ugly gold and black block M helmet. The game was over before it started. I don't know what the thought process was there. Drink made the good decision to essentially retire the block M after that K state debacle. And then he resurrected it for this bowl game. Um, and they looked hideous while losing. So that was, they had a great helmet on display and then we're wearing that piece of garbage, um, on the field. The Gasparilla bowl knew what was up. They were like, Hey, we like those tiger scripts. Yeah. Why don't we pull one out, tease the fans, make them think that the tigers are going to wear them to the game. And then at the last second, we're gonna put. Po- we're gonna make Mizzou post a picture on Twitter of a floating helmet on the field at Raymond James, and then they're just gonna be like, "What?" And then they can't return their tickets. So I think that's. I think that's what went into it. It was all a Gasparilla mm-hmm. scheme. Those pirates, they know what they're doing. Yeah, the, on the uh, the post game notes, it said that attendance at the game was zero because they didn't actually put it <laughs> onto the post game notes, and that's what it felt like to be honest. The actual number was around thirty four thousand, and I know Peyton was sitting out there, and I could see most of the stands from where not, in the press not box. Not thirty four thousand people there. 
Not even close. It looked like it was maybe twenty at the most. It, it was no, just not even. Re- I'd say ten thousand if we're being generous. Really, there were, it was a good amount around like the area, and then a lot of people left. Yeah. Like you could see the Mizzou fans. It was leaving. freezing, freezing cold. Yeah, yeah. I almost am more grateful. I watched in my in my living room and just you know got in trouble for screaming obscenities at various Mizzou players in front of my family. But like. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it did, did not look like the best game day atmosphere. It was already botched with the Tiger Script helmet instead of the Block M. I did think the floating helmet was cool. I enjoyed that. But is the Block I M didn't. dead? Is this, I mean, is it dead now? They can't wear, I mean. No, it's not dead because half the, stu- the, the fan base thinks that stupid helmet looks great. I don't know what to great, say anymore. It's really huh? good. It's a good looking Dude, helmet. You like hideous. it, Kenny? I'm not falling for this. Oh, program. yeah. I love the block M. <laughs> gold helmet with that black block M is the ugliest helmet they have worn since we've been here. I hope we never, ever, ever see it again. I, like I will agree. Seriously. I do agree with you. It's not the best <laughs> looking block M one, but the one from the well, K-State game, that's a, pretty, that that's a pretty block M. Which one? The K State Block M was the pretty. The K State Block M was a good one. The old that was a good looking helmet. Was good. I and the old... Armed Forces Block M was good. Every other Block M they've worn is bad. Was the K State one the like? Was it black with the white M? No, it was gold. Old gold Block M. Oh, all wait, all gold. No, no like old the... gold. Oh, 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 old gold. Yeah, yeah. 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 It looks um, like almost brown. Right, right. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. I I don't mind the black with the white. I know that's like a little bit boring, but it can look nice with like. Like Some just a solid uniforms. white, yeah. No, it looks bad. Okay, well, well that's what that's what they wore for K State. Yeah, oh, I thought it was old gold. Well, no. then, yeah, the K State uniforms sucked. I don't know. <laughs> I filtered that game out of my memory. Well, yeah. Regardless, yeah. Uh, so Wake Forest twenty-seven, Missouri seventeen. Brady Cook for the Tigers twenty-nine for forty-eight. Got to throw the ball forty-eight times, two hundred and fifteen yards, one touchdown. You guys were at the game. I was kind of, you know, just withering in my sorrows of not being present. So you guys have, have a little bit better idea. I mean, how did Missouri look? Obviously, this was something that if we had said, like, Brady Cook balled out and they won, kind of like how they did, well, they didn't win the Armed Forces Bowl, but he did play very well. Um, you know, this could maybe be a starting job as kind of his to begin with situation. What are we What are we feeling now? Um. Yeah, they quite frankly look terrible. Uh, <laughs> there's really no way around it. The defense was fine. I mean, that was a really good offense they were going up against. Yeah. They did more yeah. than enough to win the game, I think. Um, the problem is the offense, I really did. I kind of thought they'd be able to put up points in this one, uh, mostly because they are playing. They were playing among the worst Power 5 pass defenses in the nation, and they still were not able to throw the ball. I mean, we really should have seen this coming when Drinkwitz said he was going to be taking over play calling for the bowl games because Bush left. Uh, the play calling was not creative. Um, it was very predictable. I remember on the first drive, I called the third down play before they even lined up. I was like, this is definitely Cody Schrader up the middle. And wouldn't you know, it was stuffed. Um, Co- I, don't, I, don't under- I don't understand the play calling. Brady Cook is a player that can make plays with his legs, and that's about it. And Drink had him in the pocket just way, way too much. It was uninspired play calling. Uh, I did like that they went for it on fifth down or on fourth down a lot. They went two for five on that, though. The play calls were terrible. The offense was bad. And even independent of just the bad play calling, really, um, Brady Cook looked terrible. Uh, Truly, just no way around it. The second half, he folded 
like a house of cards. I mean, that third down throw to Makai Miller is just that's not an SEC quarterback. Can't do that as an SEC quarterback if you want to make any sort of noise. I think Drink's got to hit the portal hard. Um, I feel bad for Brady Cook. I wanted him to win me over that game, especially with how he played the last few games of the year. But it didn't happen. Yeah, I think one of the best things that came out of it is how deep, you know, the receiving core looked without Dominic Lovett. Um, Mookie Cooper had a good day. I know Barrett Bannister's on his way out, but, you know, he had he had 49 yards. Luther had 46. And then Demarion Pina Houston had his best collegiate game of his career. He scored his first ever touchdown in his fourth college football season. Um, 30, or six, receptions, six receptions for 39 yards. You know, this guy was going to be, a, you know, probably a good contributor if he hadn't gotten hurt at the beginning of the season. And, you know, his injury, you know, paved way for Makai Miller, you know, with Chance Looper also out. Makai Miller also played a lot this season. He wasn't going to redshirt because of how much he played. And two receptions, 20 yards, and Peyton mentioned that, you know, pretty bad pass from uh, Brady there in the game. But um, the receiving core looks deep, and the the one thing that just really stands out is I'm kind of like was, you know, kind of feeling bad for Mitchell Walters and all these little, like, human errors that he was oh, making. <laughs> but I finally got to the thing that that I just don't think he knows the rules of football. Like, I, it's just gotten to the point that there's just so many mistakes that he makes that I think he's just so big that people think, like, oh, he's going to be a good lineman. He's, like, 6'8", over 300 pounds. But he just doesn't know the rules. I there's just don't know how you don't know. Every single penalty he commits is absolutely backbreaking, too. It's never, like, a minor thing. Like, every big play... I, I I can't really blame Drake Heismeyer did not have a good day penalty wise either. I can't blame him. He was a third string O lineman going into that game, pressed into duty. And to be honest, he looked just as good blocking as Connor Tollison. <laughs> so that should really tell you a lot about the state of this O line. That needs heavy work as well. Um, yeah, they combined for five penalties. Yeah, they were terrible. They Those were the only not, two guys geez. had penalties. Jeez. And it, was, it was it was brutal, brutal watching. That's and I sent true. this I sent this to Peyton this morning, Jack. Um, that Mitchell Walters and Drake Heismeyer were top fifteen recruits in the class of twenty twenty one. For Missouri, for Missouri, for the state for of Missouri, Missouri. Oh, for the okay. state of Missouri, okay. they were top fifteen. But still, like yeah. that's Missouri has four, five top fifteen recruits coming in this next year, and the, you know this class is a lot better than it was in 2021. There was only like four four-star recruits in 2021, mm-hmm. so it wasn't the best talent. But those two guys were ranked top 15 in the state, and you know those mental errors just kind of you know, yeah. ruined Mizzou's offense. That's like going into next season, I think your tackle duo is set because I believe Javon Foster is coming back to school, so he'll be the left tackle again. I think that's big. Armand Membu really impressed me as a true freshman playing against SEC and power five competition most of the year. I thought he was good. I think he should be pretty much a shoe in for right tackle next year. All three spots on the interior though, they've got to be up for grabs. I mean, you really cannot go in with Connor Tolleson and Mitch Walters, basically guaranteed spots there. They need to hit the portal there as well. Who does a, uh, where does a uh, EJ and Doma Ogar play right guard? Was he left guard? Was he left guard? He was right guard because Xavier Delgado was left guard. Okay. He took over for Connor Wood. And so he's going to be back next season. He had season ending surgery. There was like a hope 
that he would return for the bowl game. They just, I think the drink was kind of figured and the staff figured that, you know, it's better for him to just get this fixed sure. now. So he'll be back in the spring. So that, I think that's another lock on the line. You know, if EJ comes back the way he was playing against South Carolina, Kentucky, uh, that's a guy who's going to be locked on that offensive line too. Yeah, I like. Yeah, him. I'd like to see him bounce back. Yeah, Peyton, was it? Uh, I thought it was maybe it was Mitch, Mitchell Walters and Connor Tolleson. Who is it when they two of them got hurt in the game? Connor Co- was Connor it Connor Wood, Wood? And, Connor Wood and Connor Tolleson. Yeah, I I remember thinking of you when I saw them both on the sidelines in walking boots and just what, uh, wondered what Peyton was thinking there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll keep that off. Yeah, we'll veil there. that. We'll veil that. But yeah, um, you know, just from watching it. And then, I mean, we got to talk about it. What on earth was Luther Burden doing on that punt return? Look, I get I get it. Luther Burden, he's a playmaker. He's got his eyes on home run plays every single time. Um, he just needs to be better in that situation. Uh, you got to know that's just like punt return 101. You can't be. I've never seen a play like that, truly. Uh and I hope he learns from that. I don't know if he's going to be on punt returns next season, to be honest with you. Um, I wouldn't blame Drinkwitz if he goes in another direction there. Um, yeah, and just, I thought as a receiver in this game, he looked good for the most part. He had the one drop on a drag route just because he had his eyes up already. Like, that's, I think, the main thing he needs to fix as a receiver but I was slightly encouraged, I think, by how he can be next year, um, trying to fill the void for Dominic Lovett. Do you have a thought, Kenny, on the punt return? Seeing that, well, how um, the press, how the press box react? The very, <laughs> min- very like, minimal. Like, what yeah. the heck? What did he just do? Yeah. There was also some Wake Forest writers in there wearing Wake Forest gear whoa, whoa, in whoa, the press whoa. box. So I, I don't I don't know what that was all about. Yeah, was I don't know what of, it is with these other schools, dude. Like, like do they not know respect? Pride like, just, in your pride into like what you were doing. I think they and should be ridiculous. deducted eleven points from their team for that. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking. Take too. some pride in what you're doing. That is don't bad. Be... Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. This is a, any journalism perspective journalism person watching. Don't don't be a fan in the press box. Listening or listening, yeah. whatever. So uh, we did get a text. So. We got a text about. Uh, Someone looked up the paid attendance. The exact number is 34,370. Actual attendance, 12 and a half people. And then the, <laughs> and then the rest of the thing just says they sucked, as in Mizzou. 12 and Who a half people. In? My dad. <laughs> well, he is correct. That was it, – it yeah. I mean, Brady Cook, he, he had what, 48 throws and how many yards again? 213? 215 yards. That is not even – Five yards in attempt. That is so bad. Yeah, but his 29 completions set the Gasper Bull record. So I, did I think see that. you guys are overthinking You're this. You're right. QB1. 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 Keaton Slovis, who? Oh, no, he's not in the portal anymore, is he? No. Sam Horn, who? Gabari Johnson, who? Yeah, so, Kenny, who are who is Mizzou looking at? What's the what's the Nobody situation right now? now. There's no there's no uh, links out there. There's no reports to anybody in the portal currently. Yeah, but what have you um, uncovered? I'm not oh, talking well, about the reports. There's only three. <laughs> uh, I'm not even on the beat anymore, so I can say whatever I want now. But it's true. Uh, there's three quarterbacks under scholarship for next season, and you know I don't think Brady Cook is any what you know locked into the starting job next year. I know Sam Horn really impressed the you know the coaching staff. 
near the end of the season with how much he developed and grew as a player. And he's a big dude too. You walk past him, big arms, just tall guy in general. I walked, and I think uh, he was, one of my last nights in Columbia, I went to Chipotle, walked right by the guy. Yeah. And then you were just like, Whoa, yeah. like that was me doing a whoa face. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's only three quarterbacks next year with scholarships. And I think it's, if it's not going to go after a starter. I think you're going to get another Jack Abraham just as a, an option, you know, thrown in there, just an older guy on his last leg. Ugh. Um, I'll tell you what, if he comes out of the portal with only a Jack Abraham type, start looking at new coaching candidates. Uh, Eric Link, be, the special teams coach for Mizzou and also tight ends coach. I think he should be the next head coach. Disaster. Eric Link. Peyton and I are both on the Eric Link train. He's a really good... Uh, I think does, he should be the next OC. Peyton does not Peyton like Eric that. Link. Yeah, Peyton said he should be the next OC. <laughs> hey, maybe they should, uh, I don't know, hire Steve Wilkes back. He's not leaving the NFL. Who's about to coach a playoff team? He's about to team. get the, NF, the head coaching job. <laughs> yeah. for that, that interim so. tag is about to be taken off. Yeah. Panthers are dumb, by the way, if they don't hire him fully, but that's besides the point. I mean, Bill O'Brien's looking for a job. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he's a really good coach. Nick Saban. What's he doing? I mean, he's got to get bored of Alabama at some point. Jim Interesting Harbaugh. Interesting thing I just discovered, discovered, Grayson McCall, um, if you go through his likes, one of his most recent likes is Taylor Powell. Uh, he liked a Taylor Powell tweet. Taylor Powell, <laughs> of course, a former Mizzou Tiger. There you go. Well, something to keep an eye on there. Coincidence. Coincidence, coincidence. All right. Uh, we have any other more football things, anything to look forward to? We finally don't have to think about this team ever again because once we leave Missouri, we don't uh, pay attention to Mizzou sports anymore. So that's, that's how it works. Farewell, Mizzou football. Yeah. But. Rest in paradise. I don't know. I, I, I think I turned this game off before it was done. Same. I, can't, I can't lie. <laughs> Same. Same. You just got up and left. I'm going to yeah. hit the, the press room 10 minutes early, get a muffin. Before. Oh, this was my favorite thing about the Gasparilla Bowl is that the PA guy was hilarious. Or not the, the guy that talks into the press box um, um, speakers. He said, uh, after the game, we're going to give uh, the losing coach a 10 minute cool off before he can enter the, uh, um, <laughs> the media room. And I was just like, that is the, fu- the coolest thing I've ever heard. Like yeah. there's a 10 minute cool off period. So like that, that's going to start a little bit later than expected. Yeah. I think uh reporters should have a 10 minute cool off for themselves to just like, you know, come to terms with what they've just done. Or if they're just really angry where they're like, wow, blowout game. Now I have a horrible gamer. I need a cool off period. I need to talk to my guys. I need to call my editor and then I'll come in and interview you coach. I think we need exactly. to take that back. Take off the take the cool off period back. Um, all right, we'll segue into Mizzou men's basketball now. A little bit uh, brighter days ahead for the Missouri men's basketball team. Um, for those who didn't see, Missouri 93, Illinois 71. Missouri wins bragging rights in what I can only describe as simply stunning fashion. Uh, the way this mm-hmm. game went um, in St. Louis. This was a ranked Illinois team. Yes, that was young, but Missouri, I mean, they came out, I guess, just what are y'all's thoughts initially, Missouri, the way they came out and, and won this game. The Tigers are 11-1, and one, not ranked, interestingly. Got 57 uh, points to be ranked, use but are not ranked. Oh, my gosh. Why not use a map? Be quiet. Be quiet, Storm Home Depot mode. ad. Not sponsored we by Home Depot. It. Oh, we Home Depot. It. it played in my ears. <laughs> not sponsored by Home Depot. Go ahead, bragging rights. Um... Yeah, I had to. I watched this on my phone in the airport on the way to the Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, 
I've I've never I don't think I tried really hard while I was sitting there to think. I don't think I've seen in our four years here a better half of basketball ball that that team played or just that program had played than the first half of that game. I mean, Illinois, what a soft basketball team. <laughs> they are the most I I I I picture vividly the what was his name Michael Mayer or whatever yeah uh, Matthew Mayer yep went up for a shot three dudes swarmed him and just blocked it and he fell down he was sitting on the ground while the play was still going whining and moaning and looking around going where's the foul and it was like and that was just like so tone setting I mean Mizzou like just out physical them at every single step of that game and I mean Colby Brown when he's really like feeling it like that is he's unstoppable um I think there's been a few times this year um that he maybe has a bad sequence and Dennis takes him out maybe a little early I feel like we saw that where if you just kind of let Kobe go with a bit of a leash he can really get in a groove and have performances like we saw there um that was a desperately needed win after what happened against kansas um i don't know today will be a big hallmark of where i kind of think this team will go this year definitely um the, the one thing that was pretty fun about the game is i watched it at the the bar in tampa that they had like the big like mm. get together for all the Missouri fans. And it was kind of just a takeover. You know, it's not something you would see in Florida. And everyone was really into it. Everyone knew the players. You know, everyone's yelling Ronnie's name. Everyone's yelling Kobe's <laughs> name. And it's just like, I don't know. I just don't always picture like these older, you know, Mizzou fans, you know, really in tune with, you know, Mizzou sports besides the football team. And so I think that was just a good thing to see just for where this program stands with the, you know, the, the rest of the fan base that don't attend the school. Um, other than that, like I just carping on like Peyton said too, but like the, Illinois team couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. Like it was just like every time they could like come down, they shoot a wide open three and it's just clank, clank, clank. And it was just like it's like coming up and like, okay, like Mizzou has a 10 point lead. I turned to my friend Jack Sobel, who's also who's also on the beat with me. And I was just like, on he was on their show last time we were here, but he it was like, you know, 10 point lead, it's not gonna be good enough. You know, I think they're gonna come back to wide open three. I'm like, up, oh, there we go. Misses. Like it was just like Illinois, just nothing was clicking. And the one thing that just makes me so happy is how mad Illinois fans got. Like, they thought, like, this was not fair. Like, it's not okay to lose to Mizzou, even though they've lost to Mizzou three times in the last four years. Or the last five, I believe. Or the last five. Whatever team Mark Smith is on, you know, that's the team that wins. I know that's true. But it was just, like, ridiculous how much Illinois, like, thinks how good they are. And it's like the rivalry hasn't been, like, evenly split in the last decade. That's, I just, that kind of, maybe this is why I've gotten, like, kind of super like engaged with Mizzou sports other than the fact that I go there. It feels like a lot of fan bases like kind of thumb their nose at Mizzou. Just be like, oh, we can't lose to Mizzou. Like at Mizzou always feels like the very like teams look down on them when in actuality, I mean, like you think about Arkansas in football. I mean, they think losing to Mizzou is an absolute travesty, even though they've done it 10 of the 14 times the teams have played. South Carolina does that. Illinois basketball does that. KU probably does it too, but they have the right to at this point, to be honest with you. Um, 
so yeah i just i i saw i noticed a lot of that as well kenny um and i don't know it was just it was their most complete performance of the season like on each side i mean the defense was just giving illinois fits they couldn't buy a basket from deep ronnie decray is just a brick wall on defense it feels like sometimes uh and yeah, I mean, they were hitting all their three pointers. I've been waiting for more shooting like nights like that from them. Yeah, yeah, DeGray. I mean, we're we're Ronnie DeGray, a Ronnie DeGray show, um, the Ronnie DeGray unwritten rule. But yeah, it was it was just such a you know to your point, Kenny, where you said Sobel was talking about oh, ten point lead isn't enough. This is enough. It really did feel even at halftime. Um, like I looked at like Gabe. Gabe Darmond of Power Mizzou, and, and he was like, yeah, this, you know, it still feels like Illinois has a comeback left in them. If they get their shot going, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, they never did. Illinois shot seven for 31 from three. Um, and I do think that is something that Missouri needs to happen against better opposition is they do just need them to go ice cold because that is what this defense gives up. It gives up threes. It, it gives up some open looks on drive and kick opportunities. That's what Illinois were earning, but they were missing them. And, you know, that's not to take anything away from Missouri's defense in this game. I still think it was spectacular. This is the best game Kobe Brown has played in a Missouri uniform. It's not even close. Um, mm-hmm. He was absolutely ridiculous in this game. There were shots that, you know, like, and, and it shows what outside of Kobe Brown, what this team can do when they're just making shots themselves. Like, DeAndre Golston had three or four buckets in this game that I'm like, oh, if it's a 10-point game and he misses those, you know, the world is ripping into DeAndre Golston right now. But yet, he can give you 15 points off the bench that easily. He just needs to make those shots. Um, I think, that, uh, like, Gates said this after a presser, and, like, maybe I'm just buying into the hype, and I know it's early. Demoy Hodge could go to the NBA. Demoy Hodge is ridiculous. His two-way game is so good. He's so fast. Like he's the most that fun sequence, player to watch on this team, in my opinion. That sequence where he kind of like volleyball, like did like a volleyball move to poke the ball free of somebody. I can't remember who. It goes right to Shawnee's Shawnee's like full court passes to Hodge in the corner, and uh, he hits the three. That's just what he does like yeah. perennially. And you talk about East and I think with Golston too, it's like those and, and Peyton, I know for you and I think this goes for the larger Mizzou fan base. Those have been the two guys that have probably been the most frustrating to watch in terms of some of the things that they do, but we are beginning to see what they can be if they kind of find their role in this team. Just like with East off the bench, not trying to do too much shooting, just being a really good creator, um, communicating well on defense that's something that like doesn't show up in the stat sheet but he's a very good like he can order people around he knows where people need to be on the floor but um you know just like an assist guy and then Golston not being wasteful with his shots which you know night in or night out has changed all year but yeah I mean great win deserved win it was fun absolutely it wasn't even as close as the final score was no I mean honestly there was like Illinois Kind of went on a run toward the end, but it was it was ridiculous. Most points mm-hmm. by a Missouri Tiger in bragging rights history for Kobe Brown, um, you know, and as as humble as ever as they all were after the game. It's I'm waiting for the day Gates gets hyped. I don't think I'll ever see it, um, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm waiting for that day. And then yeah, I mean, 
Any other final thoughts? Now, obviously, like Peyton said, the measuring stick continues. They play Kentucky, a team that, like, feels very fraudy to me with where they're ranked, a team that I now feel like Missouri can beat if they play how they played against Illinois. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. What are you guys – are you guys going to watch? What do you think? I will be watching. Uh, most nervous I think I've been for a Mizzou game other than the tournament game uh, a few years ago or a couple of years ago. Uh, I really would like them to win this game. I don't think I'll be able to watch it head into the Texas Bowl tonight. Uh, oh, nice. Ole Miss and Texas Tech. Um, but yeah, it's just it, – I think this is like – if Mizzou wins this game, you definitely know what kind of team they are. You know, I think they haven't had that time where they've gone back to back, you know, against a really good opponent. They really haven't had the opportunity to, you know, I think we kind of overlooked, you know, their potential or we really thought that there was more potential when they went up against Kansas, nothing really showed of it, but you know, when they, you know, they took down Illinois, this could definitely be like a tone setter and really push them into the top five as they take down Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, I said if they went two and two in the four game span of Illinois, Kentucky, Arkansas, and UCF, that they are absolutely loving life, and they now will at least go two yeah. and two in that span. So mm-hmm. I don't think you can be too disappointed as long as, like you said, it doesn't go like Kansas and Kentucky doesn't run them out of the gym. I think. Yeah, just play tough. Yeah, I think that's all you can really, really take. If it's a five point loss, you lose a couple AP so votes, it. but you know whatever. Um, and then you can get ready for what is really going to be your most your first, well, I won't say first true road test because Wichita State was tough, but like Arkansas is going to be crazy on the road for them. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, we'll take a short break. When we come back. We'll have quick hits on the the other half of the unwritten rule here on KCOU eighty eight point one FM. It is currently three thirty one Central Time here. Back in just a minute. Lay, sir, yeah, yeah. Kane is in the building. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. We just got done talking a little Mizzou stuff. We had a bowl game and bragging rights to talk about, so we went we went a little uh, longer on on that part. Kenny has some sort of of dongle. I'm not sure what that is that he's holding, but it's a microphone. Um, oh, it's a microphone. Uh, anyway, you're, doesn't play you're, you're talking. Into, oh, what'd you say? Dude doesn't play Xbox. Clearly. Oh, get on the game, Kenny. Haven't you seen those? Never mind. Um, there's there's like those those Hank Schrader memes, but I don't think you know what those are. Um, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, Peyton knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah. quick hits. Uh, I I filled in most of quick hits this week. I stole Kenny's job, um, but that's okay. It should be a team effort. Uh, one of many. One one of one of many what jobs I've stolen. No, one of the many jobs I have. Oh, that you have. Yeah, Kenny really does carry the weight of this show. It wouldn't happen without him, um, and we love him for it. Jersey of the Week, I have it. Uh, I'm doing one of my Christmas presents. I got a uh, City Edition Black Bucks Drew Holiday jersey. Very excited. Happy Holidays, no pun intended. Uh, did not get its very good debut, though, because Milwaukee lost to the Celtics. You so. lost! Ah. Ah. Peyton, did you guys get any jerseys for Christmas? No. Uh, now oh, I got uh, a helmet. I'm an adult. I don't wear jerseys. Oh, quiet down. <laughs> I also got a Greek freak hat, but Deep no one arms. told me they were sending me it. And I don't know who it's from. So I got some anonymous gift. Oh, that's cool. It's yeah. from a listener. Must have mm-hmm. been. Um, spelling bee. Spelling bee. 
Uh, spelling me this week is four players from the Dallas Cowboys, and that will segue into our guest here in a few <laughs> minutes. But uh, we're starting with an easy one. Uh, we're going with one of the Dallas Cowboys safeties, Marquise Bell. M A R Q U I. No. Nope. Oh, Jack. Uh, M A R Q U E S S E. Nope. Oh. What is it? M A R K Q U E S E B E L L. Marquis Bell. Ah, uh, moving on. I thought that one would be easy for you guys. Uh, next it's one, not. Tyler Biadish. He's the center. Oh, ah. Biadish. Yeah. Biadish. Uh. Tyler T Y L E R um B I A uh D A there's a Z in here somewhere A S Z correct yeah there you go Peyton well okay, they're starting one, one that's Wisconsin legend Tyler B it is I believe uh yes you're correct um next one of the safeties for the Dallas Cowboys Israel Mukwamu Oh, he plays a good amount too. Um, Nolan, you are, you're up. Israel Mukwamu. Yes. yes. All right. Iz. No. Nope. Or not Iz. <laughs> I don't know why I said Iz. I meant Is. I was thinking S and I said Z. I can I do? Hold on. Let me go again. Yeah. Is. Sorry. I don't know why I said Z. Um, Isr. Uh, Eal. No. Nope. <sighs> Israeo. Correct. Mukwango? Mukwamu? Mukwamu. M-U-K-W. No. Dang it. M-U-K-U-A-M-U. Mukwamu. He plays a good amount, M-U-K-U? I think he's one of the starters, I thought. It's kind of funny. Next. Osa Odigizua. 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 Yeah. Osa... Yep. O-S-A. Correct. Um, O-D-I-G-I-Z-U-A. O-D-I-G-Z-U-A. Say it again. O-D-I-G-I. No. Dang it. That's where I thought you messed up. Yeah. Um, E-Z-U-A. No. Dang it. So you got O O D I G, correct? Yes. O D I G. Um. U Z. No. Oh shoot! <laughs> it's O D I G H I Z U W A. Yeah, I know who he is. This week. I just don't know how to spell that. <laughs> uh, Jack, what is the best beat of the week? Oh, best beat of the week, uh, the the frauds of college basketball, the TCU Horn Frogs. I'm taking Central Arkansas uh, plus 25 and a half tonight against the 18th ranked Horn Frogs. <laughs> TCU already lost to Northwestern State this season. Northwestern State has Jordan Wilmore on its team. Um, never pick a team who has lost to the big Jordan Wilmores. So there's a. Uh tweet floating around that compared Mizzou's resume to TCU's. It's kind of staggering. Mizzou has a better resume as of now. Yeah, it's pretty close. TCU has one ranked win and a couple power five wins, yeah. but I mean, so does Mizzou. So, yeah, give me this. Give me the Give me the Bears. Mm-hmm. 
Dirty Bird of the Week as well. Bolton. Oh, Dirty Bird of the Week is France. Uh, we have not been on the show since the World Cup final. That was the greatest uh, game of soccer I have ever seen. And France, ah, uh, ah, uh, lost. And they have a chicken on their jersey. And they looked like some chickens. Let a old some old short guy beat them and steal the World Cup. So, France, uh-huh. you are the Dirty Birds of the Week. Congrats to France. Look for that trophy in the mail. Yeah. Uh, best thing I learned this week. Southwest Airlines, they have canceled 15,000 flights in the last few days. Um, That is staggeringly terrible. And it's kind of amazing that I flew to Tampa and back on Southwest without any real issues. Yeah, I have a flight on Southwest tomorrow at 6 a.m. And if I arrive at the airport at 4 in the morning and find it canceled, I'm going to be one unhappy uh, human. So One unhappy Jack Knowlton. Yeah. Fingers uh, best best thing I learned this week is that Terrell Owens may return, according oh, yeah. to Aaron Wilson, <laughs> NFL reporter from uh, one of the guys that used to be on the Houston Chronicle beat. Um, but there's you know a possibility that Terrell Owens returns to the Cowboys. He is 49 years old. Um, I don't know how much he cares about his body at this point yeah, in his I- life, but he's a Hall of Famer. And I think if he comes back, they take away his jacket. That's just my opinion, um, <laughs> my two cents. I think they should take away his Hall of Fame jacket. Or they make him wear it while he plays. They make him wear it underneath Ooh, yeah. his pads. I like that. Yeah, undershirt. I can't say I see this rumor coming to fruition. No, I, I like it, undershirt. Uh, my best thing I learned this week is that Patrick Starr is a very good sports commentator. Um, he was on the call when Russell Wilson threw an interception to Bobby Wagner. That's former Seahawk to former Seahawk. It was a very beautiful sight. Patrick Starr did a phenomenal job saying, I believe, and I quote, oh, that's not what he wanted to cook, followed by Ian Eagle's son saying, no, I think he burnt what he cooked. And I, yes. love, I love where uh, NFL broadcasting has gone as a result. Mm-hmm. There you go. It was literally just a person speaking through, like a. It was the actor. Like a, it was the actor for thing. Patrick Starr. Yeah, was it actually they, the actor? Yeah, it was There's the guy who no played. Way. Oh no way! Terrible. It yeah, was. It sounded, like, sounded like someone talking to a computer. Well, like yeah, it was, like it, it was someone talking to a computer. Yeah, guys, they can't edit it, didn't it live sound on like the Patrick fly at all. It didn't yeah, sound well, like yeah it doesn't sound just like him. He was doing an impression. You can edit all these things for the actual show. Of course, it doesn't sound just like him. Well, it do your past best Patrick impression, Peyton. Come on. I'm Jack Knowlton. Jack Knowlton. See, that sounds more Kenny. like Patrick Knowlton. Or that sounds more like Patrick, Patrick Starr Norton. than Patrick yeah. Knowlton. Sounds more like Patrick. Kenny, than let's hear the actual it. Patrick. Go. I cannot do one. Uh, uh, All right, I have a joke. Uh, I have a joke before we go to break because we don't have a ratio. I do too. Oh, uh, I, well. I go. I'm going go first. Both you do. Where do polar bears keep their money? Uh, Coke Snow bank. Snow. Snow yeah, bank. Dang you, Peyton. Why? Yep. Move on. I'm afraid for the calendar. It's days are numbered, just like Jack Knowles. Why are my days numbered? You're only on air because of me. Let's go to break. Let's go to break. We'll be back. Also, we had someone mad about us uh, choosing challenging names, so they asked if we should stop choosing names that are hard to spell. I agree with that That caller. Good text. Good text. text No, I liked it. Good text. I'm Team Easy Names. All right, we'll go to break. It's 343 here in Columbia. We'll be back with our guest and NFL picks here in just a minute.
Welcome back, everyone, to a special Wednesday edition of The Unwritten Rule here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Jack, Kenny, and Peyton, we just got done talking uh, quick hits. Um, I'm really hoping my Central Arkansas beat pulls through for me. Um, yeah, you know, for sure. The Horn the horn Frogs are frauds in, in men's basketball. We'll see. Um, but we're, we're going to segue into NFL picks and stuff now, um, come back and, and get that done. I'm struggling. Peyton's still in the lead. Uh, we tweeted an updated points total earlier today. Peyton, you're running away with it, quite frankly. It's, it's over. Yeah, it's, I don't even think we have enough time to get back. But um, Yeah, man. We, I, I don't know what to tell you. I've done, I, I just know the league. Yeah, Peyton, what, what can I say? Peyton knows ball. Um, but we'll, we've brought in another guest to help us, uh, you know, perhaps help the guest maybe at least catch Kenny in second. It's a close race for second between me, Kenny, and the guests. Um, so... You know, we'll see. We'll see how that all goes. But we are welcoming in the blog and the boys manager and editor in chief, RJ Ochoa. RJ, we see the Cowboys merch behind you. Um, how are you doing? And welcome to uh, the Unwritten Rule. Uh, I'm doing great, guys. Great to be with you. Uh, Merry belated Christmas and happy early New Year. Um, I do have an Astros World Series championship cap. So I'm, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Kenny. Um, I, I rely on him a lot to kind of keep me updated on on the intricacies uh, of what the Astros are doing. So uh, it's been a good time in that sense. I own the city of Philadelphia as a Cowboys and Astros fan, really, um, you know, uh, based on what's happened over the last couple of months. Yeah. You yeah. Don't, you don't I, ever get annoyed with with Kenny's um, transaction tweets. I've We've had some complaints <laughs> recently. No, I think Kenny does a great job of that. Like, I, I've... I'm so deep in the NFL and I don't have enough time to, to really kind of get to the, the nitty gritty of, of, you know, major league baseball. And so I depend on Kenny and I, I, Kenny's somebody who I'm like, I like, is this good? Like I'm constantly checking uh, Kenny's Twitter to kind of keep me updated. Um, so, um, you know, I'm a big fan. Nice. I, I told RJ before he came on the show, like I, I didn't tell him this part, but I grew up like hating the, the Cowboys. You know, I'm a Texans fan. You know, you're supposed to, you're told to hate the Cowboys. You know, for how much RJ tweets about the Cowboys and I see all these things, it's like, oh, like, I kind of like them. You know, I kind of like where they're going. You're like, I want them to kind of pull it off and somehow win the East, but I don't know if that's possible. But maybe just like a win in the playoffs would be a good good start, but I don't know. It's just pretty fun. He's just saying that, RJ. He's just saying that to no, keep I, your support on the it. Astros tweets. He's Mills Mafia all the way. He doesn't. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's great, and we're happy to have you on. You're on a couple podcasts as well right i was listening to your the sb nation one earlier today yeah um so we have a lot of shows at blogging the boys um which is the site that i oversee and, and we cover the cowboys at sb nation and so um you know i, I talk about this team a lot uh but we do have a, an nfl wide show at sb nation i'm on two shows there on on mondays and fridays reacting to and previewing um every week um you know that, that's coming in the nfl and so, um, yeah, it's been a weird year, been a weird season. There's a lot of trash teams, a lot of frauds. Uh, but, but thankfully, the Cowboys have been entertaining enough to, to give us something fun to talk about. Nice, nice. Okay, so we all have, I think, a Cowboys question, right, Kenny? And I'll let, yeah. I'll let you and Peyton yeah. before go Before we first. get into picks. Yeah. Uh, before um, we get in- I just, I wanted to just kind of go first. Um, <laughs> just so talking about the Cowboys, uh, Kenny mentioned it. Not a ton of postseason success as of recent. They have, like, I believe just one win since, like, 2014 uh, in the postseason. But this, I don't know, this team feels like it's a bit more complete than some of the others um, in the past. Um, C.D. Lamb has just really turned into a star. Dak has had issues with turnovers, but they're still putting up points every week. Uh, what what do you really think the ceiling 
for this team can be. So, um, you know, I know you guys are a little bit younger, and that 2014 season is a really special one for a lot of Cowboys fans. It was Tony Romo's, you know, kind of last hurrah, um, and, and then Dak Prescott came along two years later. And so they did have the number one seed in 2016, so they did get to the divisional round. Obviously, they lost. They did win a playoff game in 2018, and that was their most recent one. Um, and a lot of people are, are really, this is a, a really triggered fan base, right? Like anytime anything <laughs> comes up, it's like, oh, well, same old, same old, the drought, whatever. And and it will exist until it doesn't, right? Like there, there will come a day where like all the jokes will end, but uh, until that day comes, I mean, they're all, they're all fair game. And so um, I will say, you know, I mentioned those years, 2014 and 16 and 18, um, you know, another really special Cowboy season was 2007. That was my senior year of high school. And all of the, the kind of great Cowboys teams since since their Super Bowl drought kind of began were all really similar. Um, they all had these great offenses and, and, and just kind of, you know, had defenses that couldn't kind of carry their end of the bargain. Um, and that's what's made this one so different is they, they weren't front runners. They weren't picks. They, they have had to kind of work and grind and earn everything to this point. I mean, they're one of the best teams in the NFL. And, and here we are the week of New Year's and they're two games back in, in the division. I mean, it's just been, been that kind of a, a shake for them. And so um, they'll, they'll end up playing in all likelihood the winner of the NFC South. And, you know, a lot of people are afraid of Tom Brady, right? The Cowboys are 0-7 are against them. They've never defeated Tom Brady. So now, hey, you know, play him in a playoff game, right? I mean, it's just um, – it would be terrifying in a lot of different ways. And so um, I don't know. You know, that a lot of people say, well, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. It's, it's really hard. It's, it's really hard hard to win the Super Bowl and so um, just because they don't if they don't doesn't make this season a failure but they have every opportunity to to do something special I mean they're probably I would guess going to rest Tony Pollard tomorrow um, they have two weeks to kind of see how how all the, the math falls around them um, they've earned that luxury and earned that right through the success they've had so far this season and so um, they've got a chance and you know that's that's kind of what you want they haven't been a playoff team in two straight years since that 2006-2007 run. So uh, for the first time ever, they have a chance in back-to-back seasons. Two quick questions here for you. I know it's it's kind of really hard to think that they'll kind of sneak away with the division away from the Eagles, but do, do you kind of have a – do you believe that they'll, you know, they'll, they'll get it this year? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like I've, I would bet against that if, if I had to. Um, but it is the NFL, right? Like, it, I mean, it's sports. It's life, right? Like anything can happen. Anything's possible. Um, and it would be a really fun week, at least next week, if the Eagles lost. Um, and so, uh, and that's presuming the Cowboys win. And I, I would be really shocked if they lost tomorrow, um, especially with Tennessee kind of taking their foot off the gas. Um, but, um, and, and a lot of that, I don't want to say is out of their control, but if the Giants win this week, they clinch a playoff berth and that's who the Eagles play next week. So like how, how, how much would the Giants play in that game? It is just kind of. Um, a matter of luck at this point, you know, and so it probably won't happen. And, and that's okay. I mean, if, if they haven't been a wild card team since 2006, they've only been in the playoffs as a division winner. So it'll be a little bit different. And then my, my second quick question is, you know, you've seen the Terrell Owens report by now. What are your just initial thoughts about that? Um, I think that it pays to connect yourself to the Cowboys. I mean, he, he did the same thing a few weeks ago with the 49ers and it was a small little story, but nobody really cared. I mean, but you know, a lot, Von Miller connected him. He's a talented player, but connected himself to the Cowboys. Boom. Zedaria Smith. Boom. Odo Beckham Jr. Obviously still waiting, but um, Sean Payton, that, the Cowboys have one of the best coaches in the NFL. I know that a lot of people don't respect Mike McCarthy, but Sean Payton comes out, got to connect myself to the Cowboys. When Russell Wilson wanted out, connected himself to the Cowboys. Like, 
um, they're a big name. And so um, it pays to put yourself in that mix. Nice. Um, <laughs> oh, Peyton, did you have something? No. Oh, I was sorry. Zoom, Zoom tricked me when it put the little green on your name. Um, okay, my first question, very, uh, you know, much much more basic. Why did Ezekiel Elliott elect not to jump in the Salvation Army bucket this year? That's my that's my first curiosity. I think he's tired of getting fined for it. I mean, it's a <laughs> it's a noble cause, um, but but he's he's paying money for it. Literally, um, a few weeks ago, um, after the Cowboys uh, beat the Texans or when he scored in that game, um, he kind of like jumped by it. Like he didn't jump into mm-hmm. it. He just kind of like like bumped it in the air. So he didn't. You know, it's kind of like doing everything he could to put the spotlight on the on the kettle without actually jumping in. So that was kind of a, a clever adjustment. I'm very anxious to see if the Eagles get fined um, for their celebration involving the kettle last week. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like a it's like a shoulder bump. It's like, yeah, towing the line. What can he what can he figure out? I, I respect that. And then, you know, kind of in your in your coverage and just being around the Cowboys, uh, you know, has there been any player or coach or anyone that you, you know, have been able to talk to and, and, you know, have had like a memorable experience with kind of knowing a lot of these guys' personalities being so close to the team? I'm really fortunate that I've had some different chances um, to interview different players, you know, whether it be over Zoom or a training camp or at a Super Bowl or something. Um, and Bryce Butler was a player for the Cowboys, just kind of a, a lower tier player uh, who they traded for in 2015. He hung out for a couple of seasons. And I interviewed him one year at training camp, and he was just the coolest dude. I, I will, again, I've been very, very fortunate to interview some different people, but that one just always sticks out in my mind. Um, the Cowboys had just had a, an afternoon practice, and so uh, I was wearing a, a golf polo, and he was, he's a big golf fan. And so he was like, is that a golf polo? And we were talking about it, and we he put his arm around me. We were literally walking around the practice field. Just I had my recorder talking, and he was drenched in sweat, so then I was drenched in sweat. Um, and, and the Cowboys offensive line kind of came and surrounded us as like a joke. It was just a really, you know, lot, this is, this is a cutthroat world sometimes and not a lot of people are, are willing to be that kind, but Bryce was at that moment. And so that was a really memorable experience for me. That's awesome. awesome. Um, all right. If we don't have anything else Cowboys wise, I mean, it's the only appropriate transition to make with RJ on the show. We'll dive into picks. Um, get RJ's take, as you can hear on you know the many podcasts and other work he does about the entire league. But of course, we could only start Thursday night football tomorrow. Cowboys Titans. Tannehill is still Tannehill's still out, correct? It's still Malik Willis. Yes, he's out. So yeah, probably out for the year. Malik Willis and the Titans. Kenny, myself, and Payne have all picked the Cowboys. RJ, I assume this is a, a no brainer for you. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure you've touched on it. The Titans don't need this game. They can lose and be fine. They have to win next week. That's their goal. They're playing for that. They should. Um, again, the Cowboys don't have a ton to play for, but they technically have something. So, um, I'll, And plus, the Cowboys are the better team, so I'll take the Cowboys. All right. Um, Falcons-Cardinals uh, going into Sunday and Saturday's games now. Um, another clean sweep for Kenny Payton and myself going with the Falcons. RJ, who do you have in, in that which a thrilling matchup, truly. <laughs> um, yeah, just a huge bummer. I thought about picking up the Falcons defense in my fantasy title game just because the Cardinals have looked so bad. But um, but I, I'm not that brave. I, I will take the Falcons. But, I mean, it's um, you'll see that game like once when Scott Hansen, you know, tells you the one <laughs> touchdown that happened uh, during the red zone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think, I think it's a pretty fair assessment. Okay, Dolphins, Patriots. Me, Kenny, and Peyton yet to um, defer. All picking the Dolphins. Um, RJ, you'd clean sweep in oh. that one too. Tua Tungavailoa might not play. He's got the concussion issue, and that changes things a little bit. 
the Patriots are so bad, though. Um, it's really strange. It, you just would never have envisioned a world where you're, you're comfortable picking a backup quarterback against them. But um, I don't have a reason to trust New England right now. So I'm, I'm fine picking Miami and being wrong if I wind up being wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I originally did go with uh, the Patriots there, and then I realized Tua wasn't playing. So then I went with the Dolphins. <laughs> I think maybe Teddy Bridgewater wouldn't throw three interceptions in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that yeah was, no, that was it bad. is. Tua is out for sure, I yeah. believe. He has a concussion. So, yeah, speaking of injury teams, I mean, the Eagles and the Saints now, um, you know, I heard, RJ, you talked about this on your podcast with Lane Johnson, Jalen Hurts, obviously Gardner Minshew played well against the Cowboys. Um, You know, they lost, but, you know, me, Kenny, and Peyton are all taking a battered Eagles team. Are you you in the – are you going to pick the Saints just because you're, you know, got the rooting interest? Are you going to side with Philly still? I'm going to pick the Eagles – you know, we've been talking a lot about this, you know, at Blog on the Boys, like, does, does any part of a Cowboys fan want the Eagles to win? Because if they do, it does lock Dallas in place. And then Dallas can can maybe approach next week in a, in a rest sort of manner. Um, so if you're a fan of rest, maybe you, you want that kind of taken out of the team's hands. Mm. Um, Philly was really impressive last week. New Orleans, I know they've won two in a row. They're not. I would love it, though, to be very clear. I mean, I, I would love the chaos and the anarchy uh, that would be associated with that. So that would be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know um, if you guys are picking straight up or against the spread or anything like that. I would think about the points depending on how many it was, uh, but I'll take the, the Eagles to win. Yeah, we we do just straight up, but uh, yeah, that 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 game's probably going to be a bit sloppy if I had to guess. Yeah. But I'm gonna take the Eagles. Yeah, um, me and Kenny are in agreement. Giants, Colts. Um, you know, obviously, Indianapolis. More chalk. <laughs> more, more chalk. We think future home of Derek Carr, Indianapolis. As a Colts fan, we know likes to likes to spew after that news broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I would love it if the Giants lost again. Like trying to work things out for the Cowboys. I, I would love the Giants to have something to play for next week um, because they visit Philly. But um, so if they clinch a playoff berth, you can kind of see them, you know, relaxing as well. Next, you use the word sloppy. Next week could be really sloppy with all sorts of teams you know, clinched. And if you play fantasy into, into the final week of the regular season, you could be really up a Creek. Um, but I'll take the giants to win. The Colts are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, I've been saying that for a long time. And so that's one of my takes that has aged very well. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good. Definitely a good take. Um, are the Colts rolling with Nick Foles again? Yeah. It's yeah. Nick Foles yep. the rest of the year. <laughs> oh, geez. Openly tanking. Yeah. No Sam. Saturday is also still their head coach. So. <laughs> yeah, that's that. There's no other definition of open tagging. Um, Kenny, did your, do you guys have any other thoughts on that game? No, it's yeah, Giants. no the Giants. Um, I don't think the Giants are all that good, but they'll win that game. Yeah. Um, Buccaneers Panthers, another huge game for playoff stuff with the NFC South being the mess that it is. Um, that's a former Missouri what defense defensive coordinator? Yeah. Um, yep. Steve, Steve Wilkes. Wilkes yeah. And the Panthers. I picked the Panthers. Kenny and Payton both picked the Bucks. RJ, who are you? Who do you got in this one? I really want the Panthers to win because if if the Bucks win, again, my job is to look at the world through the lens of the Cowboys. Um, if the Bucks win, they lock themselves in to the fourth seed, and and so we could know next week that Dallas is going to Tampa in the wild card round. And so I don't want Tampa to have the ability to rest or manufacture a buy. Uh, so I'm rooting for a Panthers win. I really like Steve Wilkes. You guys didn't mention that Ezekiel Elliott's mom went to Mizzou. I thought that would happen. Oh, uh, yeah. She's a, a Mizzou mm-hmm. legend. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I will take um, – I'll take the Panthers. They look really good right now. It's, and, and the Bucks just look so bad. They're, they're beating really, really bad teams. The Panthers aren't that bad. 
Yeah, we like we like to forget that Zeke almost went to Mizzou. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a fair, fair thing. <laughs> um, that's fair. But I don't know. I at the end of the day, I have to think about: Do I really think, even if the Panthers are playing probably the better football right now, do I really think that Tom Brady is going to lose to Sam Darnold? I do not. I think Tom Brady is going to get it done somehow. Um, Yeah. Next up, Chiefs, Broncos, Broncos, of course, the clowns of Nickelodeon. Uh, I think we can speed through this one uh, pretty quickly. Assume we're all picking the Chiefs. It would be funny, though. Like, it would be be like Mm -hmm. very, it it would be this (laughs) NFL season. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I'm genuinely interested. Like if the Broncos, you know, play very well, like what does that say about Nathaniel Hackett? So, um, you know, hey. Broncos. I always think of the Broncos, and I think of Mizzou. By the way, with Drew Locke, I know that's like tough. Scenes, oh yeah, but, um, still. So. <laughs> yeah, Seattle's well, Seattle's legend, Drew Locke. <laughs> RJ, we forgot to tell you this one part, but you can lock in a pick for two points. Oh yeah, so you can actually get more than one. So if there's a game that goes by and you are for sure that that team's gonna win, just tell us and we'll lock that one in. I'm locking in the Cowboys, Kenny. I didn't come. Okay, mind, so <laughs> <laughs> locking that one in. All right, next up, it's uh, Peyton's team, the Bears against the Lions. The three of us picked the Lions. Um, yeah. tough loss to the Panthers last week, but are you bounce back game for them, RJ? Yeah. Uh, Peyton, I kind of like the bears. My dog's name is bear. Um, so they're kind of <laughs> like an honorary two team in my household. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is the lions. They're, they're vying for a playoff spot. I don't know that they're going to get it, but, um, but I'll take Detroit. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree. I think the bear, as long as the bears put up points, I'm not going to complain at all. We need to lose, get the first overall pick somehow. Uh, yeah, I think the Lions will get it done, though. Um, next, Commanders-Browns, another game in terms of impacting the Cowboys with the Commanders also, despite two losses in a row. They've locked in on on um, Wentz, back from Taylor Heineke, so he'll be playing um, against the Browns. Peyton and Kenny, you both picked the Commanders. I went with the Browns for that fact. I like Taylor Even Heineke. Even though you said they... You weren't going to choose the Browns again this season. I I did, and and then they benched Taylor Heineke, and I don't like that. I don't like that for the Commanders. I think he's better than Carson Wentz, and I think I don't know. He that th- it's a bad choice in my eyes. But I get they're paying him, and they want him to play, so um, it is what it is. But I'm picking the Browns. Yeah, I'd love to pick against Cleveland, but the Wentz factor does concern me, um, and and I do unfortunately think that we're heading to a reality where Aaron Rodgers does squeak in as the seventh seed in the NFC playoff oh, picture. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I mean, there, there's a part of me that kind of wants that. If I'm being honest with y'all, um, let Aaron Rodgers go beat the Vikings in the wild card round and let Aaron Rodgers go to Philadelphia in the division around. You know what I mean? Go just, he's a hired mercenary at this point as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, and so um, I'll take, I'll take the commanders to lose. I just don't believe in Carson Wentz. Um, you know, just just kind of a gross operation, and that that does impact the Cowboys next week. Just to be clear, because that the Cowboys go to Washington. Um, if, if the Cowboys are playing for something, whatever. If the Commanders are playing for something, that changes the dynamic of that game. An Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy reunion in the playoffs would be amazing. That would be amazing. It would be incredible theater. I wouldn't sleep all week, but it would be incredible theater. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. All right, Kenny's Texans against the Jaguars. Kenny has not only picked the Texans, he has doubled down. Uh, for them to beat Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. So I'll let him take this one. (laughs) Absolutely disgusting. Bobby Bowden said that you lose big, you lose by a little, you win by a little, and you win big. Texans won by a little last week. The wins are coming. They proved it. They almost beat the Cowboys. You know, this team's going places. And uh, Bill's Mafia is back. It's never left, actually. It's just on break. 
but uh, I'm taking the Texans against the Jaguars again, twice this season. Yeah, see, Kenny, I think you, you're in the right place. But uh, at this point, the Texans have come too far. You can't win another game. Like, you got that win over Tennessee last week. You're flying way too close to the sun. <laughs> You've got this number one pick locked up and loaded. Um, you've already put enough pride into people's hearts and minds with the, the close games against Dallas and Kansas City. This has to be a loss. You just you you have to lose this game. If you this is about the war, not the battle. <laughs> I understand. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, again, your heart's in the right place. Uh, but uh, but let's let's stick to you know the Astros as far as Houston loyalty is concerned. I do <laughs> I do believe in great days coming for the Texans, but um, you, th- this is this is a necessary evil on Sunday. I think the Jaguars win. Well said. Well said. Um, 49ers Raiders. Um, you know, no Derek Carr now. It will be who is it? Jimmy? No, not Jimmy Clausen. That was the other thing Jared that I got. Stidham. Jared Stidham. Auburn zone. Yeah, the pride of Auburn. Uh, I think we're all taking the 49ers. I, I take it. I'm doubling yeah. down on them. Yeah. This is easy. I mean, although <laughs> I do have Josh Jacobs running in my uh, my fantasy title game, so I'm at least hoping for you know some sort of like pity scores or pity points. Oh yeah, I heard <laughs> that on your your podcast. You said you were in your your title game. I am too. So best of best of luck to you. I hope you get the the Likewise. win there. Um, Seahawks, Jets, Kenny and Peyton. I don't know what you guys are brainwashed doing. I don't know what you the Jets. Stink. So no. do the Seahawks. The Seahawks have lost three. Str- they're so bad. This game will be They're terrible. They're not good, but like this is kind of a work. Like it's not a worthless game because both of these teams are like trying to get into the playoffs. But I I trust the Seahawks a little more. No, just I, a I tiny bit more. What are you picking, RJ? I will take the Jets. Um, just like the the thing I like the most in this game is just that everybody likes Mike White. That's that's really all I like about this. Game. Cowboys draft pick Mike White, by the way, uh, back in two thousand eighteen. So. Um, yeah, I'll I'll take the Jets. I don't feel at all good about it, but but the Seahawks were a great story, but they are now like a bottom five team. They have really fallen off. Yeah, I, I I'm a Seahawks fan myself. I think everybody you know wants to play the Seahawks right now. I am rooting for the Broncos to continue to lose so that Jalen Carter is stepping in a Seahawks uniform come good 2023. Call. So it is for sure, Mike White this weekend. Yeah. Oh crap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's Mike White. It Mike maybe. White's been good for the Jets. Yeah, but just think about who who could come in if Gino gets hurt. That's all. We that's say all you this think every about. week, and it never happens. So it happened last week. Didn't didn't he play last week? I don't think he did. No, I didn't. He didn't. He, he did. Uh, I, th- I, I got to say, I I went to Texas A and M when Ryan Tannehill. But like, right, I was there right before Johnny. Um, so like, I get you guys love Andrew Luck. Like, yeah. I get that. I've I've, <laughs> I've been there. Um, so um, <laughs> yeah, I I understand it. Fair enough. He's swaggy. Never got a he chance. Is, he is very That's cool. <laughs> uh, Vikings, Packers. I, Ugh. Kenny and Peyton both probably smartly picked the Packers just because it's Aaron Rodgers against the division. I went with the Vikings. RJ, I'm curious your thoughts on on this this game. Uh, um, you know, on our NFL show, I picked the Vikings a long, long time ago to win the Super Bowl, and I picked the uh, I picked Kirk Cousins to win MVP before Michael Irvin did, and it became like this joke. Uh, and my logic was always, um, you know, there, there's fatigue in sports. Um, so, like, it's hard for, like, a Patrick Mahomes to win the Super Bowl, or excuse me, to win the MVP for a second time because people get sick of it. And my logic was that Justin Jefferson would blow up and the Vikings would probably win a lot of games. And generally speaking, quarterbacks on those teams are in the MVP conversation. Um, and for whatever reason, nobody wants to give Kirk Cousins any credit. Everybody wants to bag on them and treat them like the worst, you know, 12-1 team of all time. 
Um, they're underdogs. And I know you guys said you picked these games straight up. They're underdogs. Um, I understand they don't have a ton to play for. They could wind up with the one seed uh, if Philly does falter. So I will take the Vikings. I know Aaron Rodgers' career is amazing, but the Vikings are a very, very, very good team. The one thing I would throw in there is that uh, Kirk Sember comes to an end does. on Saturday, and there is no Kirk January. Kirk Cousins goes to sleep in January, and that's why I actually flipped my pick to the Packers before <laughs> that. Before we start wow. talking, about this that was game. on our NFL show. This this is my lock of the week. We do them oh. against the spread, um, but again, the Vikings are underdogs. All they gotta do is win. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the, I do think this will be a close game. Uh, I think it. I so I don't think the Packers are going to like cover or anything. I just I feel like I've seen this movie too many yeah. times. Uh, so I'm, I have to just stick with Rogers here. You make a good call. All right, we'll speed through the the remaining ones because we're running a little thin on time. But uh, Chargers Rams battle for L.A. Peyton and I both picked the Chargers. Kenny picked the Rams. Um, I mean this game. What? <laughs> Can't pick against Baker. Okay. Yeah, Kenny, I don't know what you're doing here, man. This is um, <laughs> this is the Chargers. Um, they're they're a playoff team, so not a ton to play for, but but I feel very confident that the Chargers win this game. Um, yeah. yeah. Sunday Night Football, Steelers Ravens, another testy divisional game. Um, I picked the Ravens. I know Lamar's this not playing, so it's it's tough. But um, Kenny Payton both picked the Steelers. Uh, who you got, RJ? I like the Steelers. I mean, I don't. But normally put a lot of stock into like this like narrative of things, but like I really buy that the Steelers don't want to finish below five hundred for Mike mm-hmm. or, excuse me, uh, Mike Tomlin. Um so I will take the Steelers, uh, particularly if Lamar is out. Obviously that could change, but but you know, it's trending in that direction, I think. And then last but not least, big fun game on Monday Night Football, Bills Bengals. I really like the Bills. Um everybody does, but the Bengals are hot. And I, I don't think that the Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Welcome back to the Unwritten Rule on KCOU 88.1 FM. Our, our, our Zoom technology rudely cut off our guest, RJ Ochoa, when he was making the crucial Bills-Bengals Monday night football pick. RJ, um, yeah, Bills-Bengals, refresh everyone. Who, who do you have in that game? Um, and, and, yeah, what do you think? Uh, I was just saying, I love the Bills. Uh, they're my team and my connected franchise on Madden with my cousin. And so I have a very soft spot for them. Um, but um, I don't think they take enough heat when they lose or things happen to them. Negative things happen. And so I don't know what that's the circumstances of. Uh, the Bengals are really high. And the Bengals could wind up with the number one seed in the AFC if things shake out the right way. Um, I'll take the Bengals. I never would have thought this would have been the case because I'm such a Bills loyalist. But Cincinnati's playing really well. Very nice. You're you're joining me. I I also picked the Bengals. I can't I can't bet against my guy Joe. Just a big Joe Burrow guy. That's 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 purely it. And they're real, I mean they're really good. But um, this, that makes I sense. Mean, this one could go absolutely either way. Yeah, I, I could. W- I want this. See either team. Right? I want this to be like Rams Chiefs levels of a game, like where it's just a great game mm-hmm. to to remember. Um, mm-hmm. RJ, I'm curious about this. Actually, this question popped up um, as a Cowboys fan. Um, what's your what's your thoughts on the take where like when the Bills played the Dolphins and they were throwing the snowballs and everyone was like, oh, that's great. And I saw a lot of Philly fans saying, well, if the Eagles fans did that, they would get, you know, just ridiculed and completely, you know, is there a double standard there in, in your eyes from someone who also maybe doesn't like the Eagles? Uh, I hate to defend them, but yeah, <laughs> there is. And I think, um, you know, I, I don't know what parts of the country you guys are from, but I do think there's like a 
the Bills are this kind of like plucky underdog, like you know, that like everybody kind of loves them. Like, yeah, I, like I don't know, if, like who knows somebody who hates the Bills? Like mm-hmm. nobody really hates them. Uh, whereas the Eagles are like a really easy villain. Um, and so there's, you know, the Cowboys have a double standard with some things. I would say the Chiefs have a double standard with some things. Like you, if you're a big enough team, there are some double standards that exist. Uh, but yeah, like if if anybody else did it, I mean, like even the announcement that was like, oh, if there's another snowball, the team's going to be penalized. Like everybody, if that happened to like the Eagles, they'd be like, what a bunch of dumb things. Like they can't even stop hurting their team. So it's just funny. <laughs> it is. It, it was a funny note. Uh, Kenny or Peyton, any other final words? Any final things? RJ, if you got anything else to takes on the nfl season we uh we got two texts one said the texans are trash and the other one said that they don't like the cowboys but i can't say the word that they said about the cowboys Uh, (laughs) that's that's par for the course uh as far as the cowboys are concerned i would just add it's been a really fun season i have no idea how it's going to end um but but it's um it's been entertaining and it's been different that's not like oh it's different like you're gonna win the super bowl like it, it they've just never done it this way they've never been this uh, relentless or this um, this able to withstand all of the heat and all of the circumstances and hurdles that they've been faced. And so I've been really impressed in that sense. Um, I've really enjoyed hanging out with you guys. Um, I wish I had had this much vision and passion when I was y'all's age. Um, I got really lucky to stumble into this. So you guys are doing a really incredible job. Um, Kenny, again, seriously, I, I, I depend on Kenny uh, for Houston Astros <laughs> coverage. Um, and so, um, I'm super excited. Kenny, whenever you find out when the ring days are, uh, for uh-huh. the Astros, I want to, I want to take my, we have a one-year-old, my wife and I, so we want to take him, get him a ring and stuff. Um, so I'll, um, I'll be, have some Twitter alerts set for you for that. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> I, I hope you guys have a happy new year and a great, you know, kind of rest of the semester and stuff. Um, it's a really fun time. Enjoy it. I know everybody's always in a rush to get to where they want to get to in life, but you never get these years back. So, um, enjoy them with one another. Well, thank you, RJ. You're inflating you, RJ. you're inflating his ego way too much, but we appreciate it. Um, we'll we'll try and humble him when he gets back to to Mizzou. But yes, his, Kenny does a great job with all that Astro stuff, and we appreciate you taking the time. Um, everyone, go listen and read RJ's stuff. Um, he does some really great work. I'll be tuning into the SB Nation podcast more. I was enjoying it um, when I was listening. So RJ Ochoa and for Kenny and Peyton, uh, I will send things off once again. This has been the Unwritten Rule. Everybody, have a fun and safe rest of your week. Take care. <laughs>